Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. We're glad that you could join us for this Sunday sermon. This is where we study, learn, and abide uh, along our personal journeys, our walk with Christ. There's one thing that I know for sure, and, and that is there is God's, our way, and then there is God's way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of coming together with one mind, with one purpose, with one intent, and that is to praise and worship you, to, to, to learn and to know how we should conduct ourselves, how we should carry out our purpose here on this earth that you've designed us for, that you placed in us. And in that, Father, we, we seek peace and fulfillment to live as you would have us to live, to do what you would have us to do. And God, I pray for all that are listening that as you use me as a vessel to deliver your word to your people, that it lands in their ears and their hearts and minds, that they then would do the same, to be an example, to help uplift, to inspire, to encourage, to lead a life that is upstanding and pleasing in your sight. For you have given us so many gifts, none of which we deserve, all of which we are thankful for. These things we ask and pray in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today I want to talk about something that's probably near and dear in the hearts and minds of a lot of folk, and that is having peace. We've most likely heard the phrase, uh, peace be unto you, at some point. Um, it can be used as a, as a greeting or a, a blessing or a well-wish as one departs uh, a, a service or any uh, interaction that may fall along the lines of uh, a worship experience. P peace is often viewed as, in the world, a commodity, highly valued, and it can also be mistakenly regarded as scarce. Uh, hear me when I, I say this, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, peace abounds. There is, in fact, an abundance of peace. Uh, the passage of Scripture for today's message uh, is described as a song of praise, specifically a song of uh, holy joy and praise of the great things of God. Um, it, is, it is looked upon as. Um, so I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 26, and I'm going to read from uh, verse 1 through 7 from the uh, NIV, New International Version. And again, it again references as another song of praise. So Isaiah 26, verses 1 through 7 in the NIV. Verse 1, At the time a song will be sung in the land of Judah. It will say, We have a strong city. 
God's saving power surrounds it like walls and towers. Open its gates so that those who do what is right can enter. They are the people who remain faithful to God. Lord, you will give perfect peace to anyone who commits himself to be faithful to you. That's because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. The Lord is the rock. The Lord will keep us safe forever. He brings down those who are proud. He pulls down cities that have high walls. They fall down flat on the ground. He throws them down to the dust. The feet of those who were crushed stomp on them. Those who were helpless walk all over them. Lord, you are honest and fair. You guide those who do what is right. You lead them on a straight path. You make their way smooth. So the title topic for today's, today's message is a prescription for peace, a prescription for peace. Ask anyone you know if they value peace. And in almost every instance, the answer will be affirmative. Yes, I treasure. means so much to me. Peace to some appears evasive, although desired. It, it may appear to us that uh, some go out of their way to rob others of and or disturb their peace. We know that, like eating healthy, uh, one cannot have too much peace in their lives. So why then does it seem like it's so hard to find? Well, the answer to that depends on where you look. First point I want to make is this. We can have divine protection. And that's what the first couple of verses in this speaks to. We can have divine protection. Peace is and should be highly valued. As with anything we, we place a high value on, we generally take measures to protect it. There is but one ultimate source of peace, the peace of God. Uh, that is, which is bestowed upon us as an act of mercy. We are best served, then, to lean in to meet God with thanksgiving and worship, honor, and praise as we look for him to have mercy on us. In Isaiah 26, I'm going to read verses 3 and 4 from the Amplified. Starting with verse 3, it says, If you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. That was verse 3. Verse 4, so trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him, forever the Lord God is everlasting, is an everlasting rock. We all understand, hopefully, the premise of a rock, solid, not easily crushed, something 
that is uh, that is used to to reinforce dependable. Um, so first, let's define the, the crucial word peace. So I don't want to just take for granted that well, peace means this. It's important to understand what is peace. Peace here is defined as total well-being, prosperity, and security associated with God's presence among his people. In the Old Testament, peace was conditional based on obedience. We understand that true peace is uh, part of the end-time hope of God's salvation. And if we look in the New Testament, this longing for peace is best understood as, as having come in Christ and able to be experienced by faith, as stated in John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this makes it more understandable, then, that Jesus is also referred to as the Prince of Peace. So throughout the Bible, peace is, is known to stand for many things. Wholeness, health, security, well-being, uh, salvation, a, a state of harmony. It can be applied to many things, like the relationship of man to man, nation to nation, uh, as in the absence of conflict, and of course the relationship between God and man. God and man. So what is clear is that this does not ultimately come from man's efforts, but as a gift and a blessing from God. We may think that we're creating peace, but that really is tied to a result of, stems from, gift from God. So further to that end, a view is that Jesus is the bringer of God's peace by way of uh, the giving of his blood, which reconciles uh, God to man. God to man. Again, we can be reconciled to God because of Jesus, his sacrifice, what he, that he made for us. So this is also understood as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us. In the, in the New Testament, peace is referred to as a, a form of rest, uh, a greeting, peace be with you, as I talked earlier, um, the, the end of conflict, and the presence of tranquility. Jesus incorporated both the Old and New Testament meeting in his ministry as a, as a way of him guiding our feet into the way of peace. So they're part obedience or gift. Now, Yes, the Old Testament law, obedience, mandatory, but there's some very positive attributes that come from obedience. It helps to ensure that you're on the right path, doing the right thing, being where you're supposed to be, and able to receive the gift of peace. It's hard to receive a gift when it's being given here, and you're over there. So, so then let's look at the, the full meaning of the word perfect, because earlier it, it talked about perfect peace. So perfect peace in this context, perfect, something that is complete or whole or without blemish. It can also refer to someone who is blameless and has integrity, God, Jesus. In the Old Testament, perfect is most often used as a term to describe things that are complete, like acts. 
things, actions people take, speech or, or buildings, that, that building is, is now perfect, it's complete. In the New Testament, the, the concept of perfect is to end or to finish, all, total or whole, to, to fill or again to make complete. So if we were to examine closely a few connotations of examples of perfect peace, they could be described as complete security, wholeness in health, total well-being, full state of harmony, a finished wholeness. So I wanted to, to, to point that out because when we're, we're looking at these words in the context of understanding them and how they apply, we, ha we may have different goals or desires for peace within our lives. This area over here may be fine, complete. Maybe not perfect, but pretty close. But this one over here can be in turmoil and unrest. We may have all the money in the world, but bad health may have great health and be poor. These should cause us to, to take pause and really think about what peace really and truly is. The end of a conflict, the completion of seeking harmony, reaching a point or place where security, not materially, but true security is had achieved the result. So the, the main point here is don't water down, misinterpret in a bad way, belittle or diminish the profound truth and meaning of perfect peace to boiling it down to our carnal desires or selfishness. That's a, that's a disservice. Perfect peace means so much more than the worldly definition which falls well short of fully describing all that is encompassed in the meaning and intent here. Suffice to say that this gift of peace that is available to us, that we have been given, implies an ethical demand on us as Christians to exercise peace, that is, to choose peace over turmoil and unrest between our fellow man and us. In, in producing fruit, God's good fruit, peace, is one of the fruits of the Spirit. With this, we can triumph over all. So I needed to lay that foundation to then go into we can triumph over all. We can be triumphant over all. None of this is to say that we will not face affliction because we will. These verses are not implying that everything will always be perfect, because they won't. Nor does it mean we will not ever face conflict or adversity, because we will. It does not say we will not experience pain or heartbreak, because we will. It most certainly does not say that a child, as a child of God, we are excluded from attack, mistreatment, loss, or illness, because we are not. That's the bad news. The good news is that as children of God, all as, as, as full-fledged members of the body of Christ, 
When we experience any one or all of these social ills that I just spoke to, we will, we can still have perfect peace. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> we can have perfect peace, a completed peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of challenges. In Isaiah 26, verse 5 and 6 in the Amplified, verse 5, it says, For he has brought down the inhabitants of the height, the lofty city. He lays it low, lays it low to the ground. He brings it even to the dust. The foot has trampled it down, even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. So we only need to, to take a, a cursory review of the Bible to learn of the times that God brought down great dynasties. The wall of Jericho fell from falls from, from walking around it. The, the Red Sea swallowed up Pharaoh's uh, army. Noah's Ark and the great reboot um, of, of man and, and animal and all living things. Sodom and Gomorrah burned to a crisp. Lot's wife turning to, to salt, and, and on and on and on. Yet those can be looked at as the wrath of God if one only wants to look at it from a negative perspective. But what about the extraordinary, omnipotent power of God? The, 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 the cleansing rebuke of the right and wrongs to, to restore if it were all about wrath, you would not be watching or listening to this because we wouldn't even exist as God could have easily wiped the face of the earth from any remnant of man. In every destruction, decimation, removal of evil, there were those nearby, witnesses, who went unaffected and even unafraid. Why? Because they knew the God they served. They had a relationship with him. They were kept from trembling in crippling fear because they benefited from having perfect peace. Something the three Hebrew boys, King David, before he was crowned, Daniel in the lion's den, Joseph, and even Job, who literally lost everything, all had in common. They, they sh the, the shared experience of having peace in the midst of unspeakable turmoil and trials. These are not fairy tales. These are not some, some person's folly. It's not fiction. These are, we have been privileged to be given accounts of what has occurred and a clear demonstration of the principles, the values, the promises that were given as they were carried out. The last point is this, I'm gonna close here pretty quick, and it is walk with God at his pace, not ours. Have you ever been walking with somebody and you're trying to keep up with them? I, I think I read something just yesterday, somebody who walks fast, not in a good place. That's a good excuse for me to walk slowly. So we often have a misconception around time. 
we set these expectations, especially the ones where we have our uh, we have of God on our timing when we want it, then get upset when they don't happen on our tight our timetable. Like who are we to have God punch a clock? <laughs> That's not the way it works. Never has, never will. In in Isaiah verse uh, chapter twenty six verse seven, again reading from the Amplified, it says, "The ways of the consistently righteous, those living in moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relationship of their lives, is level and straight. You, O Lord, who are upright." Direct aright and make level the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous. Now, when I first read that, make make level. Also, I'm not having to climb up here. Make level is okay. So our job is to seek the path God has made for us to follow. Then walk closely with and connected to him, to walk in faith in his timing and way. We need faith because there will be times when the direction he leads us appears to be in the opposite direction of where we think we should be. We need to follow anyway. We need to remain close to ensure we hear him when he speaks through us, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. FYI, God does not yell. That's the crazy person who lives in your head. It's that still, quiet voice, that calm voice, that, oh, peaceful voice. That leading, the one that convicts you, the one that guides you, gives you peace in the message that it's communicating. Yes, the task may be hard, but there's peace that surrounds that. God is not in a hurry. He works according to his timing. This journey is not a race. It is a journey, a journey where we will witness joy and terror, love and hate, development and destruction, and of course, life and death. But know this for certain. It is possible to experience perfect peace, a total and complete relationship, a wholeness of well-being, despite whatever we face, wherever it may occur, whenever we endure it. This I know to be true, as should you. Peace is a gift to us from God. Peace was brought to us by Christ. One of the greatest benefits of peace is that through Christ we are reconciled with God. Our goal, aim, focus, intent in all, all of our dealings should be to ensure, ensue, I'm sorry, ensue peace. Our goal, aim, focus, and intent in all of our dealings should be to ensue Peace, in other words, the result of our injecting ourselves, expressing our views, getting involved or in the middle of, is with the expressed purpose of the end result being peace. 
So if you're showing up to the argument to stir it up, if you're looking to try to reconcile, to end the conflict, that, that, that should be a real clear indication to you. This is one of the most evident signs to, to, to show up to try to ensue peace, to show up, to try to end conflict, end turmoil, and have to, 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 be, to reconcile man to man in our relationships, God to man. That is one of the most evident signs the, of, the, of the mark identifying us as a child of God. Peace is a gift to be received as well as given. And let us not forget also cherished as it came in a, as a price tag that we did not nor do not have to pay. Father God, we, we thank you for this, this time of fellowship, for the understandings that have been developed that occurred for the knowledge and wisdom and discernment that has been shared and passed along for the revelation that has occurred within the minds and hearts of your people god we pray that you you help keep us and guide us to live the life that you intended for us to live so that we may remain in perfect peace the storm can be all around us but we know that all is well. The storm could take us out. And we know that if it does, and we are no longer here on earth, we're present with you either way we win. God, we pray that we are able to let go of our stronghold on the world's ways and our way of thinking and our timing and, and following in the path to, that leads to destruction in exchange for embracing the values, the principles, the tenets, the morals the commands that you have given us that will allow and enable us to walk confidently beside our brother, to walk victoriously through whatever we may face, to bring together instead of sowing seeds of discord, to work as laborers to help reap the harvest that you would have us to be ambassadors of the body of Christ to bring about. And for those who may be listening, who may be watching, who don't know you, God, I pray that they pray this prayer where it allows them to begin to have a relationship with you to turn their lives and their will and their ways over to you. It's often referred to as a sinner's prayer, but it's the beginning of a new relationship. 
And I pray those who don't know you, who don't have a relationship, they may know of, but don't have a relationship with you, that they pray this prayer. And it goes like this. God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place, paying the price for my sin. So that, and then rose again so that I may be saved. I ask you to come into my heart and, and accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, today is the very first day of the rest of your life. The day is a new beginning, a slate wiped clean. Sins forgiven. An opportunity for you to develop and build upon that relationship that will help guide you and lead you and get you to a place of perfect peace. If you're tired, tired of fighting and tired of struggling and tired of the turmoil, that's not going to change. What can change is you from the inside out. The outside's not going to change. One of the ways to do that, and I strongly encourage you, is to immerse yourself in the Word. Is to study and abide and seek God, His wisdom for yourself. I'm just the mouthpiece. But you can seek and find and get that wisdom and that understanding on your own. And we can come together here and, and discuss it. But don't, don't miss out on the opportunity for you to be able to learn and grow and develop in your own way what, the, what God's Word has for you. If by chance this message landed and resonated with you, struck a nerve, I have one ask, and that is, will you please share this with somebody? Would you, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be specific. Will you please share this message with three people of your choosing? However you feel led, whatever process you come up with to decide to do that, I'm just asking, please share this message with three people. That's all I ask. And I want to thank you in advance. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support and love. And I hope that you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's Word, and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. 
we look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.